Welcome to the Perimena Podcast. I'm Dr. Suzanne. And I'm Becca Hammer. Welcome. What are we even doing here? Well, before the interwebs, there was information about first periods. Remember that? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Now a major motion picture, because everything old is new again. When I became pregnant, I was inundated with what to expect when you're expecting. Baby Center, who sent me damn near daily updates about how I might be feeling, where the baby was in developmental terms. Honestly, it was almost too much information. So the idea that there was so little information about perimenopod, which, by the way, I didn't even know was a thing until I was in my late 40s. What I knew about menopause is that you had hot flashes, you stopped having periods, and then it was all gravy. When I started having what seemed like every possible perimenopausal symptom there is, I of course turned to Google to find out if I was actually dying. There was just no way that this could be happening and no one ever talked about it. So here we are to talk about it. But first, a little bit about us. I'm Dr. Suzanne Ciotti. I'm board certified in family medicine and I'm a member of the American Academy of Family Physicians. I own a medical practice with my husband in Durango, Colorado, where we serve our community, providing preventative care and treatment of a variety of medical issues using traditional medicine as well as a holistic and functional medicine approach. I've also trained in acupuncture and aesthetics throughout the years and I've been providing a plethora of services for all the women I treat. A plethora, a plethora. A plethora, how do you like that word? I love plethora of services. Sorry, continue. I know, I've been in practice for 26 years. Early in my practice, I focused on maternity care, delivering lots of babies in the middle of the night. And as the years went by, my practice shifted to perimenopause and menopause about the same time I started going through perimenopause and menopause. Surprise, Isn't surprise, that crazy? Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I found it really interesting that many women, Becca, have common experiences in changes in periods their moods and physical functioning as they get older. You wouldn't believe the constellation of symptoms that people have. Oh, yeah. And as I, I looked at them, I would. I would totally believe it. Because <laughs> you've been there, right? We all have. Uh, right. I just didn't know what the hell and was I, going on. <laughs> I know. And I thought, well, the best place to look, I should look at the medical literature, right? Yeah. I mean, that's where I get my information, that's where we get the scientific facts. But Becca, I found it woefully lacking. I couldn't find any information. There was hardly anything on perimenopause or menopause. I really had to dig deeply. It didn't provide any explanation to why my symptoms had symptoms like joint pain, trouble sleeping, Check. you know, brain fog. Uh, oh, it was just horrible. Fatigue, sexual libido issues. You know about that, right? No. No, I know nothing about that. <laughs> you know, and I also found that the women I treated didn't realize that all these symptoms were related to the same thing. Because nobody talks that about it. Hormones nobody had changed. Exactly. Talks about I it. I know. Nobody talks about it. Maybe you hear about hot flashes and that's about that's it. That's it. That's it. And then you end up at some cocktail party or at your massage therapist or something. And they're like, oh, sorry, I'm having a hot flash. And then all of a sudden you start having a conversation. It's like, oh, you too, girl? And it's like, oh, yeah, me yeah. too. And then there's all exactly. of us. Yeah, all of us Exactly. Out there. Mm. 
I know it's it's amazing. I mean, women are tough, right? I mean, we we just learn that if we have symptoms, we got to get through it and Suck take it care of our family, do our jobs, and you know what? We don't have to do that. There are different options for women when they're going through menopause, and it's during our most productive years. So I thought, okay, during COVID lockdown, remember that? COVID. I had a little extra time on my hands. I had a lot of brain so fog during COVID. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I decided what I might do is write down all the information I had in my head that I was trying to communicate to women when they came to an office visit. So I decided I'd research and write a book, and I did. It's called Breezing Through Menopause. It's irony, it can right? It. It's ironic. Yeah, the right. Part. I know. Okay. Well, if you have a, fl- a few little clues, it can be a, lo- a lot easier. Okay. As you can imagine, in a 30-minute or 30-minute office visit, it's really hard to try to address all these issues. 30 minutes? So th- 30, 30 minutes oh, if you're lucky, right? That must right? be that country doctoring that you do with a 30-minute <laughs> yeah. appointment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we do. We do do a little bit, take a little longer. So I found that I couldn't address all those things, all those considerations around menopause, that vaginal health, bone health, and also talk about the risks of various treatment options and side effects. So this book was my voice. I just felt that women in perimenopause deserved to know what was happening to their bodies and their minds and how it could affect their relationship and finally share their experiences. They need to know that they're not alone and they're not going crazy and they don't have to suffer in silence. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Mm, can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that introduction. Mine is uh, far less sexy and interesting than yours is. I'm Becca Hammer. I'm not a doctor or a healthcare professional. I am a woman in my 50s who catches on fire every couple of hours. When I'm not standing in front of the open freezer or hanging out at the Costco dairy cooler, my favorite place, I work in the learning and sales enablement industry. So what am I doing here, you might ask yourself. Well, I'm you, right? I am going to ask every dumb question I can think of, and I'm going to make Suzanne explain what is happening to me like I'm five years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a little... We can do that. We can do oh, that. Oh, we're going to. You're going to suffer. Suzanne and I go way back, so we thought maybe we'd tell you a little bit about our story. So Suzanne and I met when we were in fourth grade, before we even knew what hormones were. Maybe on the cusp of hormones. We went to junior high, high school, and college together. Hell, we were in each other's wedding. So we have known each other essentially forever. Mm -hmm. So, so true. We've seen each other through all phases of life and relationships. And I think I remember talking to you about training bras. We've known each other so long. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you know what? I mean, since I've been in practice for 25 years, women in our practice naturally gravitated towards me for hormonal treatments for birth control iud placements annual exams pap smears so i became a specialist in women's health just kind of naturally because of that situation and by the time i hit my 40s i felt confident that i knew all there was to know about women's hormones and treatments well yeah i mean they send the chicks to the chick doctor right i mean right i know (laughs) so becca have you heard that phrase doctor heal thyself i have yeah yeah well my story (laughs) is that i didn't realize that i had started menopause even though i'm a doctor at 47 i had what seemed like an uncomplicated appendectomy i heard that story and then sure i remember that story yeah Right. I know. I put it in my book because I wanted people to know how elusive it can be. 
Shortly after my appendectomy, I, I mean, I just had, came home and I had night sweats all the time, fatigue, headaches, it wouldn't go away. It took, was six months of taking daily naps. Sometimes I take two naps a day. Two naps a I day! I had no motivation. It was so hard to get through a day of work without eating chocolate in the afternoon. It was just tough times. Suzanne, this is not so two I thought, naps a day and chocolate does not sound like a tough time. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought it was related to my surgery. That made the most amount of sense. So I sought the advice of four specialists. Four. I thought, well, medical I'm a practitioner. I can't figure it out. My husband can't figure it out. Uh, I'll have to go see medical specialists, neurologists. I saw an internal medicine doctor, a pulmonologist. It was insane. I started on nighttime oxygen and antidepressants, you know. Right. Because is... if there's something wrong with a woman, she, you know, put her on some antidepressants, she'll be just fine. Exactly. <laughs> right. For everything. <laughs> How could this be happening to me and and changing my quality of life so fast? After all this evaluation, I decided to check a hormone panel. I thought, you know what? I do this for my patients. Maybe I can just check and see. I think I had done it a couple years before and was totally okay. But voila, I was in menopause. (laughs) It was crazy. My periods had stopped. Four specialists. Your doctor husband and you as a doctor did not come, right. did not start with potentially uh, in menopause. Exactly. <laughs> right. Is this menopause? I had stopped having periods a few years before because of a surgical procedure, an ablation. So I didn't have that clue. So there you go. You can have menopause even after you've stopped having periods. You can experience menopause years after a hysterectomy uh, or after an ablation. Oh my God, so that's going to be really sad news to a lot of women out there right. who figured at least I they mean, could dodge that bullet. <laughs> exactly, right. I know this experience made me realize that there's so much that we don't realize as physicians, as patients, and we. I really needed to work on helping women recognize that menopause symptoms can be really far-reaching. You heard it straight from the doctor that the doctor doesn't always know that they're in menopause. <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. What hope does that give the rest of us? God, here's some goals for this series. We're not going to be promoting one certain medical ideology or one particular treatment path. That's not our goal here. But what we will do is we're going to break down some of the symptoms that you can be experiencing and let you know what's happening, why is it happening, the ranges of intensity, and what, if anything, you might be able to do about it. We wanted to give you some kind of an idea of what quote, normal is, you know, because normal's a thing. And more importantly, when should you actually seek medical attention? Mostly, we want you to know you're not alone. There's about 40 million women in the U.S. between the ages of 40 and 60 who are experiencing the same damn thing you are. We're just trying to open the conversation, do a little education, and make you feel like you have some control, or at least know what's happening to you during this very special time. Suzanne, I think when we're done with the whole thing, we're going to write a book called Are You There, Dog? It's Me, Madge. <laughs> That's great. It's, I get it. Yeah. Are yeah. You There, God? It's Me, me Margaret. Margaret. Are You There, Dog? It's Me, Madge. We're going to bookend Judy Bloom's classic, right. classic work. There we go. <laughs> Sweet. If we've intrigued you with our little introduction, then listen to our next podcast as we mop up the evidence from those unbelievably disturbing crime scene periods. Thanks for joining us on the Perimeter Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you.
Thank you.